Bob Vila, who probably has his own podcast at this point. I saw, I went through some pictures of him, and he's got a definite set of headphones on in front of a mic. So he's obviously harassing somebody about remodeling their house or answering questions about somebody who's harassing him about remodeling their house or both. He's still making content, Bob Vila. He's not yes. on, as you know, he's not on uh, This Old House anymore. No, he had a big argument with the producers. They didn't like the fact that he was hawking his goods. He was, you know, or, or other people's goods. He was, you know, doing every time he turned around, he was doing a product. You know, there was a product placement or something. So we're going to be using our Milwaukee drills today. And I, they were they were upset by that. But I did a little digging on this guy. And, you know, we're, we're dated in the fact that anybody would even know who the hell Bob Vila is. But I'll say he's to me, he's one of the most annoying personas on television outside of that nom whatever his name is that builds everything with handy andy tools and you know a straight hammer and a saw and nothing else and, and he talks about saskatchewan a lot and uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but but bob himself is is problematic unto the fact that uh, this man this ass hat is worth 70 million dollars and the you know, stories that I've read, he is living in some West Palm Beach mansion, some giant behemoth of a thing, and nothing like the little craftsman-style bullshit that he was always working on. And I, I guarantee it would behoove him to live in a 200-year-old house, promise you, something drafty and nasty. Hey, you know he's not staying in that, covered with lead paint. No, not Bob. But I, I wonder if Super Bob Vila would, you know, he, it, I guess he'd wear, would he wear a cape? Yeah, he'd wear a cape, you know, run around with a Saskatchewan wrench and <laughs> a mask of sorts. Right. Have a little tool belt, you know, like, kind of like Batman, but it would have tape measures and, you know, hammers, shit like that on it. And then say he just, you know, somebody is trying to hammer a nail you know some woman takes the kitchen hammer out of the drawer and she's having a hard time and he just swoops down and handles his business with a nail gun and then swoops off again says, thank you super bob vila <laughs> <laughs> one can only hope he spends the rest of his life relegated to pbs i just after austin city limits at like two in the morning that's where he belongs that's that's about what it is. I've watched some of his videos on his webpage and uh, early hour PBS stuff. It, it doesn't have that same feel that this oh. does. It, it oh, is a lot still, of placement. Yes, the the droll of it, you know, it, it oh, so awful. It, it's like home improve. It's like he's stealing from Home Improvement, and. <laughs> They turn around and say, yeah, we're going to be using our uh, Deluxo 5000 circular saw to be cutting all these rafters out. And, <laughs> and he smiles real big. And, you know, they, <laughs> they, 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 they put the little twinkle on his teeth. Ding! <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> that, that's the vision I have for you. Using your Super Bavila skills and to monetize that. I would like to get you off the work site and, and, and like a radio show or some type of video show where you are super Bob Vila and we talk around, we talk about the things uh, that you do out when you're working on houses and stuff. I, do I have to wear a cape? 
And I basically want to do this old house with you with less construction stuff, but more of the, you know, if, if information stuff that the homeowners will be looking for, like, for example, winterizing your home, I'm sitting here with very drafty windows. I'm wondering how I can save money this winter. So we're getting new windows. That's going to help. Well, that's going to be great. What about, and, and this might be a dumb question, but I think about the, the refrigerator running all day. The, you know, I'm not even refrigerating much food. The, the, the hot water heater is on all day. Do I really need the hot water heater on all day? Could I just use it a couple hours out of the day or, or am I going to use so much energy <laughs> to be heating that water that's not worth it? Yeah, there, there's a lot of glass and a lot of insulation and moving parts in there that keep that water hot. And to right to recharge it, you know, to reheat all that, you, it's going to cost more. I, I, it's an interesting thing. I never never thought about that. But you know, they they do make the little units that go outside. They're they're gas, and they basically just bring hot water up on demand when you need it. And it just it heats the water as it goes, as opposed to keeping that tank full of water, which is a benefit because if you're like me, I've had one explode and fill my basement full of water. It's happened before. Yeah, it happens occasionally. They rust at the bottom, and then all of a sudden, you've got a swamp wherever your hot water heater is. And if it's in your house, <laughs> and you have a big problem, makes a mess. What kind yeah. of what I've heard of that before. What kind of heater is the the water heater you're talking about that that goes outside or? Oh, there's more than one, but the Renai unit is probably the most popular one. You just they, they just pipe the cold water into it, pipe the hot water back out, and you you have hot water on demand. Sometimes it takes a while to get through the lines, but it's supposedly more efficient, um, more expensive than a traditional hot water heater, but. I, possibly in the end worth it. I don't know what the 20 year track record is. It's, it's a little like solar panels. Everybody wants solar panels on their house. And if you're 80 and putting solar panels on your house for $30,000, isn't going to net you much because you're going to be way dead and gone by the time you've seen any return on your investment. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's true. Well, that's yeah, an interesting topic because down here in Florida, solar panel, we, I'm bombarded with advertisements for it, and there's some government subsidies. So yes. at what point would that make it worthwhile? That's still expensive regardless of what you do. I mean, and it's very complicated. It's a lot of equipment, uh, a lot of brains, a lot of computers, and problem is you never know when that might fail, but most often when I see these things, there's still a meter on the house. And so you can still draw power from whatever company you use, Florida light or whatever it is. And then, you know, Georgia power and all the little co-ops. But when you get right down to it, you still have electricity. So if this thing does fail, you know, it's still, yeah, you still have electricity. It's not like you're just going to get asked out in the dark. You know, a lot of people use them for just supplemental stuff where they'll, just wire them to certain lights or certain places in the house. And then, you know, that they use the most and then the rest of it, they leave hardwired and it still, I mean, it still kills your electric bill down to nothing, but on a long enough timeline, yes, it'll pay for itself, but don't know that it's worth it. And then, you know, if you're generating enough, you can always shoot it back up the grid and sell it to the power company. I don't know. Yeah. There's an invert. There's an inverter. You can send them back, send it back to them. To me, it's just like something else that it, that'll break. 
Because, you know, if you think about this, <laughs> you think about this house and it's just a goddamn money pit every time you turn around. Nothing, nothing wants to work right. And God forbid you use anything electric in the house because it's, it's going to quit or it's going to be substandard. Or it's going to leak or it's going to shit. It's going to shit on you somehow or another. Go buy one of those home warranties and have those people tell you that that's not covered. Oh, sorry. I don't know what the hell that was. If you have solar power panels on your roof, does that screw up your house insurance? I guess for your roof insurance. That's a good question. That's a really good question. I don't know. These people say that they're unobtrusive, but I get the feeling if you're screwing something into my shingles, there's a chance that eventually water's going to get in there. Mm. Uh, Nailing holes in the shit up there is probably... At some point, you're going to have a problem, I would say. And I could be wrong. Will, will houses, are houses being built today, are they sort of built with solar panel in mind where it would be easier to install it? I suppose. You know, man, they sell sink, uh, uh, solar shingles that hook up. I mean, you put them, on a, put, up on, you put them up on the roof and they hook up to a membrane and then that membrane hooks up to a box and brings power to the house. Uh it's expensive, uh, but I, again, I, I don't know what you know what the cost benefit is. Cost benefit could be amazing. Problem is, if you just stuck a new roof on your house, the last thing you want is somebody up there messing around. But this is where Supervive Vila could come in because <laughs> as they're looking at the brochure the little salesman gives them, he could fly down and say, excuse me, <laughs> I could be of assistance. <laughs> Why not? We're, let's put a cape on you and we're going to send you out into the streets. <laughs> I think I might get beat up. Beat up by the solar panel guy because they're they're going door to door around here. You should just follow them around. Every time they knock on the door, you can jump out of the bushes in your cape and go, no, don't sign that. <laughs> sure. That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> Lost that commission, buddy. Super Bob Bila Thorts one again. <laughs> So what are you doing? What what is Phone Boy done to kind of winterize his house, if anything? We had that cold snap. I, I know you had it too. It was terrible. It was twelve degrees some mornings. It was really awful. And I went outside and I turned the taps on to drip. I have that sprayed insulation in the ceiling and a lot of it, and it stays stays okay. You know, my my better half likes it really really cold or not really really cold but she doesn't like the, the artificial heat that comes out of the vents and so it you know there were been some mornings when i wake up and it's 58 degrees in here and that's just that's a little unreasonable but uh, <laughs> it's hard to get out of the bed and go pee when it's 58 degrees well sheila I, I, she knows i have a pee problem she thought i should uh have a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> did she really did she really yeah she rec yes she recommended wearing a diaper yeah <laughs> laugh it up <laughs> i think i have some leftovers from when my dad was around and he was incontinent i could hook you up try i mean 
Let's see how it goes. I mean, I might as well just get up and go to the bathroom because I'm going to be awake to pee. It's not like I pee in my sleep or I'm going to get caught or anything. I just... Dr. Beaver is like, well, why don't you just run like a tube? You can run a tube to the toilet or something or to a, to a bucket or something. That way you don't have to get out of bed. Oh, you could put a bucket next to the bed or you could put a funnel... It was funnel with the tube apparatus. Piss what? Funnel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>